Welcome to the Once Again Podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. Today we are looking at the television show Once Upon a Time, Season 1, Episode 2, The Thing You Love Most. This episode is written by Edward Kissis and Adam Horowitz and is directed by Greg Beeman. It premiered October 30th, 2011, and it had a viewership of 11.74 million. A brief synopsis is Regina tries to push Emma out of Storybrooke and Henry's life as flashbacks detail information about the evil queen's curse. And uh, I just want to take a moment to do a little house cleaning and let you guys know that we previously recorded this episode. However, I screwed up the recording and you couldn't hear Ashley's audio. Um, we're still new at this and we're figuring it out. So if you have any suggestions to improve the podcast, please leave a comment below. Uh, I just want to also let you know that we will be looking for an editor and an animator down the road. Uh, we can't offer yeah. any pay right now, so if you're just looking to build your resume, please email us at onceagainpod at gmail.com. And with that, Ashley, take it away. All right, so we start off right. mainly with the recap, with that suave voice telling us about, you know, that we're in a town in Maine with every storybook character. You know, it's trapped in... No, I said last time we did this that I don't think we see the recap happening nearly as much later on. Like, we get every episode of recaps pretty much thoroughly <laughs> the first season and explaining what's going on pretty heavily all the time, mm. which I think is just a, for new viewers being like, hey, this is what this show is. Come, come, come check it out, you know? Yeah. Uh, but more importantly, this is our first time seeing the title card. Mm. with the blue black forest and the unicorn running through it for this episode but that does tend to change the backgrounds do change from time to time what's going on so now yeah. it's good people look out for as usually usually uh well maybe not even usually almost always it has something to do with what's going to happen in the episode yeah yeah i don't really know what the unicorn has to do with anything necessarily oh, uh i actually looked that up since the last time we record evidently um we were incorrect we were referring to maleficent's pet as a horse but it's that's a unicorn, a unicorn. yeah, it's a unicorn. yeah. Interesting. so um I, I can't remember it having a horn maybe i, I can't remember it either but i also like i still think that's such a weird reference to make for the title card when yeah. they could could well, have chosen a million things, but they chose was, the unicorn. It was also a tiny unicorn, so maybe it only had a tiny horn that we just uh, didn't notice. Perhaps. Yeah. Well, um, you know, a unicorn's a unicorn, no matter how small. Uh-huh. Uh, the episode proper opens up with Henry smiling and the clock moving, which is where we left off the last episode. And mm -hmm. then we get a nice time lapse, the clock moving, and we see that the main cast sort of is going through their day in town and they're all kind of astounded that the clock is moving. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Regina finds that the back few pages of the book are missing because she took it from Henry last episode. Yes. And Henry denies doing it because the book is old. And the, and then the bell tower rings and Regina kind of realizes that something is off because the bell rings as mm -hmm. that's happening. She kind of gives a really horrified look. Yes, time is uh, moving. Time is finally moving in Storybrooke here. So, you know, this is kind of the big, we, we now know that Emma, she knows Emma stayed and 
That's why she goes to Granny's and shows up with a nice big basket of apples for mm -hmm. Emma. Yes. And uh, as we discussed, I believe um, that these aren't actually poisoned apples unless they're filled with cyanide. Um, because how could they be poisoned apples? Yeah, they can't be. But, you know, I, as Emma says that, you know, it's a, she's been... This is a threat to her, and the queen says, well, winter apples are a threat, and really, apples are a threat with the evil queen at all times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is for us, the audience. Yes. Yes. Uh, I also, I think it's interesting that Regina says that the Honeycrisp apple can weather any storm. Like, we definitely get a whole tirade about apples there, and what it's like to care for apples, and I yes. don't think it has anything to do with the episode, and... Don't know why we got that tirade. I I wish there was commentary on it because it was a little odd. Yeah. Well, I guess it's just to show um, Regina's using some coded language to say how tough she is, and Emma's the storm that she's going to be facing and everything. True. I suppose that is. Well, and then we're we get to the enchanted forest, mm -hmm. and we get the wedding sword scene again. Mm-hmm. Except this time we get Regina materializing back at her castle. Mm -hmm. And this is where we see her dad, as we find out later in the episode, mm -hmm. and the magic mirror for the first time. And they're all talking about what they're going to do because the Evil Queen has laid down some big threats and has no answers. Yes. Um, she... Well, as you said, we find out that this is her father later on in the episode. Um, initially, it just appears to be an older servant of hers. Um, they have some sort of relationship, and as you said, we find out he's her father. Um, and the magic mirror is also interesting. Um, I forget the actor's name that plays the magic mirror, but uh, loved him on uh, Breaking Bad. Um, he's quite a good actor. He's a very good actor. I forget yeah. the name, too. We're dropping the ball here. Yeah, it's okay. We'll, we'll get it next uh, episode. And then she has to make a bit of a trip to go see Maleficent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is where we learn that Regina was to be married at the same age as Snow was, but Snow ruined it, and that's kind of the thing that's led to this catalyst of her wanting this revenge. Mm -hmm. And uh, we see... The friendship or kinship, maybe not kinship, the relationship dynamic between Regina and Maleficent that they are are as close of friends as two people like them can be, and that they exchanged curses. Uh, Regina gave Maleficent the the uh, dark, dark curse, and Maleficent gave Regina the sleeping curse that she cast on Snow, which is which is cute because you know Maleficent uses the sleeping curse on Aurora in their story and everything, so. It's nice to see that. It is nice to see. Um, you know, I think it just goes to show that the sleeping curse does not work. Yes. <laughs> there is a flaw. Yes. Uh, and, you know, it's really... Maleficent spends most of the scene basically telling Regina not to use the dark curse, that nothing about it is going to get her love back. It can't mm -hmm. do what she wants it to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she also wants to know who gave Regina the curse, because it's that unholy that Maleficent thinks it's not even 
at all moral to use it and that her and Regina have morals so that neither one of them should be using it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Like the, the dynamic, like does, does Maleficent, it can't be that she, we know that she knows Rumple later on in the series, but it's just interesting at this point that she wouldn't even think that it came from Rumple. Huh. I mean, it might just be a, they don't want us to know that Rumpel has his hand in everything. It's only episode two, you know? That's true. That, I, yeah, and I guess you could argue from her character's perspective, she's also playing that against Regina. Like, she doesn't want Regina to know that she knows Rumpel, or something like that. It could be. But also you have to think, if we knew that the curse was from Rumpel then the whole idea of him not being awake and not knowing what's happening just can't exist throughout the rest of the season because you know that he made the curse. So That's true. That's true. It, it kind of ruins any chance of you having any disbelief. In. And I just want to mention in, at this part, um, when our previous recording happened, I mentioned that in this episode, uh, Regina comes across very, very OP. Um uh, later in the series, she can still teleport and everything, and she still makes the fireballs. But in this episode, she is showing off other powers that she does not display throughout the rest of the series. Yeah, and I don't know if that's just yeah. her being in the Enchanted Forest versus her being in our world and yeah, the magic not having the powers. Yeah, yeah, the magic could be different, or you know, um, I believe we said before that it's. Could just be because at this point she is the big bad of the series. Yeah. So maybe giving her all this power uh, presents just how dynamic it would be going up against her. Then, you know, we have... They get into a fight, of course, yes. over the curse. And mm -hmm. Maleficent loses because she has to protect her unicorn. And mm -hmm. Regina uses that against her and tells her that love is weakness. Mm -hmm. which goes to show you how she feels about love, which I think definitely explains her choice later in the episode, because I, she does not see love as something that's going to give her what she wants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it, it, it's interesting that um, they have Maleficent protecting some... Because from my perspective and in my opinion, Maleficent has always been the most evil and the most powerful of the, you know, classic Disney bad guys or bad girls or however, bad people, however you want to say it. And um, showing her caring for something, uh, it, it, it's a different take on her than I would uh, uh, normally imagine. Although in the Angelina Jolie movies, um, turns out Maleficent was the one caring for Aurora the whole time. So... Yeah, that really twists the whole tale on its yeah. head. Yeah. Uh, uh, but moving on from that, you know, we see Regina does get the curse, and she gathers a dark council, if you will, around a fire, and yes. she needs a lock of hair from all the darkest souls. And mm. we see here a bunch of people that I don't think we ever really see. But No, including the devil. <laughs> uh, there's just a giant red... Uh, horned Devil creature. man. <laughs> yeah, that, um, there's there's a lot that we there's one that I think we believe we see a similar character to. Um, yeah, the witch with the the sightless witch I think does yeah. show up, but I don't think it's the same exact 
Yeah, it, it, it can't be, in fact, um, given what happens to the other sightless witch. And there's a giant. I'm pretty sure it's a giant, but that doesn't really lend itself to anything. Or it's a troll. Either way, I know this come up later, but, like, yeah. it's not the particular ones. No. So I don't... No, it, it would have been interesting if we saw these characters again and how they got to be uh, the ones with the darkest souls, but, eh, it is what it is. Yeah, we don't really know anything about it. Uh, and then there's the gnome, too. Yes. But, alas, he definitely doesn't show up live, no. anyway. No, certainly. Um, uh, she burns the heart of her childhood steed, and it doesn't work. No, the curse does not work. Which leads her to turning that gnome to stone after he last left, yes. and we have a really great transition into her garden at Storybrook, where the gnome is living. Yes. So still turn to stone. Yeah, a uh, fantastic scene. Uh, and the rest of the scene, you know, Sydney, the magic mirror, he shows up for the first time to kind of have a newspaper article slamming Emma about damaging the sign, which seems really silly, and this whole scene has no bearing on anything. I no. think it's just to introduce him as, like, he's, he's Sydney, and he runs yeah. the newspaper. And he's still in love with Regina and working for her, and uh, his newspaper is, in fact, called The Mirror. Yeah. Um, and the, the thing that always bothered me about this was that Emma gets into a car accident and gets taken to jail. <laughs> um, she should have been taken to the hospital, but whatever, it is what it is. Well, Sheriff Graham does what he yeah. wants, and true. he wants Emma to uh, be in jail with him, apparently, no yes. nearby. Yes. Uh, then the next scene is Emma is at gran Granny's, and mm -hmm. Ruby gives her a hot chocolate with cinnamon from mm -hmm. an admirer, mm -hmm. and Emma does think it's from the sheriff, so. yeah, yeah. but it does turn out it's from Henry. Mm -hmm. Because that's how he likes his hot chocolate. Yes, the yes. good old family treat. Mm -hmm. Do you like cinnamon on your cocoa? Uh, you know, I have honestly never tried it. Um... I enjoy cinnamon in my coffee. Uh, I'll have to give cinnamon on cocoa a try sometime. You, you have to try it. How else will you know if you're one of the charming? It's also on, this is true, it's also on top of the whipped cream. So it oh, has to yeah, be cocoa, yeah. whipped cream, cinnamon. Um, so next time that I make some hot cocoa, uh, I'll give it a try. Yeah. Uh, and here they come up with Operation Cobra, a code mm -hmm. name that has nothing to do with fairy tales on purpose mm -hmm. because they can't let the evil queen know what's going on mm -hmm. uh, and this is where we get that nice breakdown of uh what's really going on here in storybrook you know emma emma asks about everyone's past and henry does say that none of them remember anything and that they'll only give you hazy details we kind of reiterate that everybody's stuck mm -hmm. that time wasn't moving i'm not sure they realize that time actually is like like, I know the clock's moving, but I'm not sure they've put two and two together that, like, time isn't necessarily frozen anymore. No, you're right. And also, um, don't forget to mention, this happens to have one of your favorite parts in this Oh, scene. it does. It yes. does. Uh, Emma is about to take a bite of an apple from the ones that Regina gave her earlier, and Henry just takes it, says, don't eat that, and yeets it out of the scene completely. Like, goodbye, <laughs> Apple. We don't need you. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, Henry Sass, Maleficent Sass, this episode has a bunch of sass. 
it's a very sassy episode. Yes. Everybody has some good one-liners in there. Mm-hmm. The show is not afraid to joke with itself at all. No. Uh, and then uh, Henry also has another good line in uh, Heroes Never Believe at First. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't make for a very good story, which I think is a good hint at mm-hmm. what his future potential is later in the series because he's already kind of digging into what a good story is. Mm-hmm. And he also gives Emma uh, the missing pages from the book. Yes. Because he, they're the he pages. He did, in fact, about take her. them because they're too dangerous for mm-hmm. his mother to see because mm-hmm. he's got all of Emma's info. And, you know, Emma's walking into school this whole time, so she does run into Mary Margaret as she's leaving Henry at school. And this is where we learn that Henry thinks Mary Margaret is Snow White. Mm-hmm. And Emma has uh, kind of a little, not shocked look on her face, but a little, oh, oh my goodness. Like, He's very taken aback. Yeah, like, Henry oh. Henry thinks that you're my mother, even though we're the same age. Well, time was frozen. That's right. Yes, I know. But it's it's just a, a little silly. This is also where Mary Margaret does kind of confirm that, like, everything's hazy. She says Regina's been mayor forever, but can't really, like, confirm why she got elected or mm-hmm. what the last election was. Like, they, she has no info. And everyone's too afraid to run against her. Yeah. Which uh, kind of parallels the Enchanted Forest world, because... Regina still was the evil queen. Like, she was still the queen, even though Snow and Mary, uh, Snow and Charming got married and everything. You know, no one was taking her out of her castle. Yeah. Yeah. They had their separate castle. Yes. Uh, and then the next scene is, the, uh, there's, Emma goes to see Archie and mm-hmm. talk about, like, Henry's therapy and stuff and how he's using the book to deal with his problems and then Archie gives Emma the files, which yes. is so sketchy, and I don't know why she agreed to take them. Like, I get plot, but also... Yeah. There oh, are here. so many rules being broken there. Yeah, here you go, biological mother who hasn't been in their child's life for ten years. Um, yeah, yeah, here's here's all the information um, between doctor-patient confi- uh, confidentiality yeah. about them. Yep. yep. And... Emma does take the files, and Archie calls Rodina because, of course, Rodina planned the whole time for her to go to see uh, Archie and get the information. Mm-hmm. Which leads to Emma being arrested, mm-hmm. because Archie says they got into a fight and she stole the papers. Mm-hmm. And none of us are surprised, because, of course, this was a setup. Yeah. And even uh, Graham, Sheriff Graham, he gets that it's a setup too, you know. Yeah, he's still a wrestler. Yeah. Mostly he wants to spend time with Emma, let's be honest. It, mm-hmm. He's like, uh, I'll do my duty, I guess. Yeah. And then, you know, quick succession, Regina grabs Henry from school to talk to him and kind of gloat about everything. Yep. She doesn't really believe her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emma's getting her mugshots taken. And basically telling Graham, like, he knows it's it's a, it's a frame job. Yeah. And then Mary Margaret comes and bails her out for reasons, basically. Yes, because she's a good person, and there's yep. just some small part of her that says, oh, you know what, you annoy Regina, I like that. <laughs> I'm going to bail you out, even though you've only been here, like, 
a day, yes. not even. Yes, and for all I know, you did break into Archie's office and beat him up and steal. Yeah, I Harry's don't know Yeah. Uh, but that means Emma's free, and she goes to Regina's and chops down Regina's apple tree. <laughs> In a baller power move. <laughs> and just goes, your move, and walks off. Like, oh, well, that's great. Yeah. Uh, and then we're back to the Enchanted Forest. Mm-hmm. And Dad doesn't hear... Regina's dad doesn't know why the curse wouldn't work and says that revenge is a dark and lonely road. And then she goes to see Rumpel to figure out why the curse didn't work. Yes. And I, I briefly mentioned in the last episode how uh, the physicality of Rumpel was more present in these two episodes. And uh, it's on display in this one because he grabs Regina by the throat uh, through his uh, jail cell. Yeah, he is very in her face yeah, the entire confrontation. Yes. And, like, he's running the whole thing, even though he's behind bars, which, you know, we do learn that he does want to be behind bars. Mm-hmm. Season, yes. Which is why. Oh, and this is also an example of Regina's power, because she transforms from a rat back into herself. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And the only thing that he says is that he'll give her the info. Mm-hmm. But she wants her. He wants her to promise him that he will have a good life in this next world, mm-hmm. and though that no matter when he says please, she will give him whatever he wants. Yes. And then points out he won't remember anyway. So what's the harm in giving him that? Yeah. And then tells her that she needs to ki- kill the heart of the thing she loves most. Mm-hmm. And you know she's kind of not hesitant, but. Um, she says that she sacrificed her horse, and he's like, oh, a horse? Like, come on, you know what you love most. And then the next scene is Granny is kicking him out, because mm-hmm. there's a no felons rule. Yes. <laughs> on the county ordinance. Even though she's not really a felon, I don't think, so no. that's doesn't really make sense. Yeah, she was arrested, but she never stood trial or anything. Yeah. So she's not actually a felon. And, you know, Regina also has her card booted, so... Mm, yes. Which, as we saw in the last episode, uh, Emma also booted her date's car um, so that he couldn't get away. So seemingly she should have the ability to remove the boot from her car, but eh, maybe she left that stuff back in Boston. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But Regina yeah. calls, and Emma goes to her office so that I, Regina can apologize. Yes, and Regina has the great line of saying, come on over here, or walk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, the one-liners Yeah. are just perfect. Mm. Uh, and, you know, they talk about why Emma's still there and that uh, Henry might be a little crazy with his story idea. Yes. And, of course, Henry overhears this mm-hmm. because the whole thing was set up. Yes. As Regina says, did I know that my son comes to my office every Thursday at 5 p.m. so I can take him to dinner before his therapy sessions? Yes, I'm his mother. <laughs> yep. And yeah. again, another really big power move there, oh, and yeah. she does end that conversation with your move, and yeah. it's it's a lot. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I, I did skip over this earlier, but the sheriff did go to see Regina after the Apple thing and did say that they both need to stop going after each other because mm. the only one who is going to get hurt is Henry. And yes, and he is the only one that gets hurt. Yeah, right he is here. the only one getting hurt because mm -hmm. they're not taking him into consideration right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we're back at the Enchanted Forest and Regina's back at her castle. And the magic mirror and her father want to know what happened, and she does tell them that she has to kill the thing she loves most. And this is where we hear her that this is her father here, mm -hmm. and that's who she would have to kill. Yeah, and he, you know, tries to tell her, you know, they can go away together, they can find a new life, they can find love, they can be happy. Um, and I believe you said before that it was the love that fully convinces her to go through and. Go yeah, I think I think because yeah. he mentions love that mm -hmm. like I think in the back of her head like her saying earlier that like love is weakness, I think him saying that like they could find love together and like that they have each other like I think she took that as a no, that's weakness. Mm -hmm. My love for you is weakness, which is why I need to kill it anyway. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what she did. Does and it's interesting, um, this is the first time, first of many hearts getting ripped out that we will see. However, uh, this one's a little different because he just dies instantly. Yeah, um, it's interesting because normally they're taken out and they, they get a little pain, but they're still alive yeah. unless you crush it. Yeah, later on in the series it has to be crushed or the person can control you with the heart or whatever. Um, but yeah, right here he just instantly dies having his heart ripped out. I mean, I suppose they would need that to happen because you can't have him still alive while he's, she's, like, holding the heart. I think yeah. that's just... Does she actually go through with killing him then? Like, I don't I don't know if she could. Mm. And then Emma does go back to... And Emma... We're back in the storybook. Emma goes to give Mary Margaret the bail money mm -hmm. back. And we learn that they both like cocoa with cinnamon. Again, family traits. Yes. So Snow like uh, Mary Margaret likes it, Emma likes it, and Henry likes Henry it. Henry likes it. Yeah. Uh, and that she thinks Emma should stay because Emma thinks she has to leave. So that's a good enough reason why Emma should stay. <laughs> yes, she thinks uh, Regina thinks that she has to leave. Yeah. Yeah. And then Snow feels like she already knows Emma. That they're good friends. That like they've met before. Mm-hmm. Which, again, yeah, for, like, three minutes. Oh, yeah, if that. It's literally... I, I get that they're trying to go for the, like, family, familiar, like, feelings, oh, yeah. but it doesn't make sense at all, and really. They come from a fantasy world, so they would have some sort of tie to each other that, you know, yeah. It, I guess. It, if we're looking at it cold and logically in our world, no. But suspension of disbelief. True. Yeah. Uh, and then Henry is at his therapy appointment with Archie, mm -hmm. and Emma does walk in and says he's not crazy, the curse is crazy, they just, mm -hmm. they gotta let the evil queen know that they're non-believers, because if she thinks they're believers, they'll, she'll just keep coming after them, and... Mm -hmm. And in the last episode, I mentioned that in this episode, there was something that Emma does that I, to Henry that I really don't like, and it's this scene right here. Like, I get... I, I just don't get what she was going for. Um, she burns the pages with her in them. Is she attempting to use Henry's psychoses to 
snap him out of this idea that the book is real or yeah, I just and like don't I know, know Archie told her to like be gentle with his belief system, but like yeah. this isn't being gentle. This is like I'm going full throw, throw, throttle and diving deep in with you in the belief system. Yeah, yeah, and but she doesn't believe at this, so she's lying to him that she believes. I I just don't understand what her intent is here. It's just a little confusing. I think it's just meant for her to show that, like, she's against Regina and we're supposed mm. to root for her because she cares about Henry. But, mm. like, it all still kind of weird because, like, you've known Henry for, like, two or three days at this point, maybe. Mm -hmm. like. And it's interesting that they that she does all this in front of Archie, who has previously betrayed her. But yeah, <laughs> she just knows that he's a good person because of her, her superpower, I guess, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then she burns the pages about herself so Regina can't read them. Mm -hmm. I know we discussed this when we first recorded this, but, like, you think those pages are important? Like, you know, we're just burning things? Like, these things don't come up later as things we need down the line? Yeah, you know, the, the, down the ser throughout the series, the book kind of just pops up when it needs to, and it, it'll have new pages if it needs to, um... It, it's a magical book that can seemingly heal itself, so if the pages need to come back, they'll come back. We don't know that right now, but down the line, I guess that's how it goes. Uh, and then we get a brief return to the Enchanted Forest, where Regina enacts the curse with the heart of her father, mm -hmm. and goes to see her father's grave one last time, before mm -hmm. actually basically going to do everything that she did in the first episode and going to gloat with over snow and stuff mm -hmm. while the curse is happening. And this is where we learn that her father's name is Henry. Thus she named her son after her father. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we uh, go back to Storybook. Mm -hmm. Emma and Henry are happily walking down the street. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Gold goes to see Regina at her house. Yes. And one of the best yes. scenes. Yes. They have a good talk about Emma. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mr. Gold gets the, the great fortune of telling her that Emma didn't leave. Mm -hmm. And that Regina made a mistake by not coming to him for help. Mm -hmm. But then Regina also goes and accuses him of wanting Emma to come here in the first two place. And that's why he procured Henry for her, mm -hmm. and she desperately wants to know who Emma really is. To which he uh, responds, I believe, um, he says that she is who she thinks she is. Yeah, you like think that. you know exactly who she is. Mm -hmm. like. And uh, it's just a fantastic scene with, with uh, Robert Carlyle as uh, Mr. Gold. He, uh, this role is just perfect for him. Oh, he, he subverts the whole scene on Regina. You don't, you really don't know. It's definitely one of those things where you're like, maybe he's, maybe he does, does know what's going on right now and he's awake. Mm -hmm. Or maybe he doesn't because he kind of plays that too. Yeah, she mentions to him, uh, I'm not going to make another deal with you or something along those yeah. lines. And he says, what deal are you referring to? And they decide it's the one about her getting, getting him getting Henry for yeah. her. But like... It's definitely a nod in the wink wink enchanted yeah. forest deals, like Yes. And then as he goes to leave She definitely tries to stop him and mm -hmm. he says please in regards to letting him leave and she has to. 
She just steps Which aside. Which again makes us wonder, is he awake? Does he in fact know what's going on right now? Or yeah. is that just him being himself? And it's an interesting dynamic, the whole back in the Enchanted Forest, he asked her that whenever he requests something of her, as long as he says, please, she has to do it. Um, maybe it happened. I'd be interested to see throughout the series. Yeah, we said we don't think that this happens very often. Yeah. Like it definitely could have come a handful up. of times at most. Oh yeah, and uh, really could have created some problems. But it might be an idea that they abandoned or forgot about or whatever. I mean, it might just not be in play once the curse is lifted and that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. You know. So I have a bit of trivia about this episode. Ooh. Um, as previously mentioned, if you pay attention during the show credits, uh, you'll see something in the mist. Uh, in this episode, it's Maleficent's unicorn. Uh, another piece of trivia is that in the past, the bad girls, the queen and Regina, wear low-cut outfits, while in the present, the good girl, Emma, does so. And finally, uh, there was a deleted scene for this episode, and I got this off the wiki page. The scene is called Motherly Love, and it is scene 38, where Henry is lying in bed when Regina enters. She is persuading him to go to therapy, but he doesn't want to go. She thinks it would be good for him to talk to someone. He gets up, and Regina tries to give him back the book, explaining that she was too harsh in taking it. However, he tells her he doesn't want it and throws it on the bed. After he leaves, Regina smiles. Interesting. Yeah. I can see why they took it out because yeah. that's it's not really, that's not in Henry's character really. No, and it's somewhat of a redundant scene too. It is. Uh, you know, she's trying to do something nice, but really she has she's All testing him in a way. Yeah. 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 Uh, is there anything else you'd like to discuss about this episode? Or uh, no, I think we got it. All right. Well, I'll be going into the outro then. And I'd just like to thank you, the listener, for joining us. This has been the Once Again Podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share. Tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your enemies if you have them and you want to tell them about it. Uh, we are currently working on a Patreon page and setting up the tiers for that. We wish you the best and hope you have a great day. Thank you and goodbye.